Hello, this is Mark Silverman, Managing Member and Founder of Silverman & Associates, and I'm also a Certified Financial Planner Professional. I want to welcome you to the Saving with Silverman podcast. I'm glad you're here. Each week, we'll discuss different financial planning topics because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. Welcome, everybody, to Saving with Silverman. Mark Silverman's on the radio again. He, of course, the founder and the managing member of Silverman and Associates in Tucson. And uh, Mark, it's awfully good to be back with you today. Ron, always happy to be here. Well, we have a lot of interesting things to talk about today. And uh, first of all, I want to put your phone number out there so folks can phone or text. That number is 520-333-7601. That is 520-333-7601. You can call or text that number. That'll put you in touch with Silverman and Associates. And a member of the team will get back with you first part of the week and arrange time for you to come in and have a face-to-face conversation with Mark. 520-333-7601. Let's talk about guessing gone wrong. A lot of guessing goes on in the financial world. Most people, when they're trying to plan their retirement, have to actually guess about the answers to some very important questions. So I thought today, Mark, we could talk about some of those questions and why they need to have better answers rather than just guesses. First of all, a question that you need to ask yourself is, in your retirement, how much monthly income will you need? And that's something you definitely do not want to be guessing at. No, and you know, that's a, you raise an interesting point, Ron. You know, we work with clients that are both already retired and then, you know, planning for retirement. If you're already retired, you probably have a good handle on what you're spending. So that's a little bit easier. But for those people who are close to retirement, maybe five or 10 years away, it's kind of hard to project. You know, they say you need 70 to 80% of your working income in retirement. What I can tell you is, generally speaking, you're going to spend because you're probably going to want to maintain that same lifestyle. You know, if you do have a mortgage and the mortgage is paid off prior to retirement or right when you retire, then maybe that money could be freed up so you can reduce that income. So your spendable income is the same. But, you know, it's a big number and that's probably one of the biggest numbers we're looking for in order to project what you might be spending in retirement to make sure that you don't run out. We need to have an idea as far as what you spend. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, how much will you need for major purchases is something that it's hard to get an exact number on this, but you know, you need to have a pretty good idea of how you're going to handle it when those needs come up. Yeah, and those purchases could be different. You know, it might be that you need a new roof. You know, a big thing here is I've had a couple clients this summer that had to replace their air conditioning unit, and that can be quite expensive, especially if you have multiple units. So, you know, those sorts of things, if you're buying an RV, you're buying a boat, accounting for all these different things that you want to do in retirement. All right. One more question here, Mark, is uh, how much impact will inflation have? And I know that's really kind of hard to answer. We don't know exactly what inflation is going to be, but you have to take all that into account when you're helping people set up their plans for retirement. You're right, Ron. Inflation is one of the big things. You know, we use a 3% inflation rate in our practice, and that could be argued, you know, if the government does doesn't particularly think inflation is at 3% right now. But if you factor in food and some other things, I think 3% is a more reasonable number. And at a 3% inflation rate, you lose about a third of purchasing power every decade. So if you take somebody that's going to be retired for 20, 30, maybe even 40 years, you need an increasing income because those dollars aren't going to go as far, unfortunately. And so, you know, inflation is one of the probably the, one of the biggest things most people miss because when they look at what they might be spending and then they add up their Social Security and if they have a pension, those sorts of things, what they don't account for is inflation. And unfortunately, most pensions don't increase. Inflation does to a, 
to a small extent, but inflation is one of the things that most people miss when they look at their overall financial plan. Well, here's one more I wanted to mention here, Mark, and uh, this one is one that people don't even like to think about, much less talk about, and a lot of people have no idea how they're going to handle their health care costs late in life, and that's something that people guess at sometimes, and, and some folks don't take it in their consideration at all. Yeah, and you know, most people are going to have Medicare, so that's great. But what it doesn't cover is, you know, nursing home care, home health care, assisted living, those sorts of things that are going to be out of pocket. Unless you have some type of long-term care strategy, and if you don't have a strategy, you should at least have a conversation with someone on what your options are, because there's a lot more options now than there used to be, and that's one of the important things. But getting back to the inflation, healthcare inflation, the one we use in our financial planning process is 4.5%. So like I mentioned, we use 3% for regular inflation, but for health costs, we use a 4.5% rate. And some might argue that that number might be too low. Some may even say 6% is a better number. So as people are getting older, you know, when you're getting to 80, 85, you know, healthcare costs are going to keep going up and up. And those are going to be, you know, expensive costs that you're going to have to deal with for you and your spouse. Mark, I know a lot of people out there have questions and they may be guessing at some numbers that they need, like how much monthly income will you need? I mean, income streams are so important and how much you're going to need for major purchases, how much inflation is going to play a part in your retirement income and your retirement situation and how much will health care cost? That is something we're all going to have to think about. But if folks want to get some more clear answers about their own individual situations, what happens when they come into your office? So whether you're a first-time listener to the show or if you've heard me for a long time, if anything I've said makes sense or resonates with you, this is now your opportunity to come in and have a conversation with me in my office to go through this process that we call the financial physical. And I can assure you I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. And I'll repeat, this is not a sales meeting. Rather, we will discuss your values and goals in a way, honestly, you probably never have. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, if you are married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who is actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. And as part of the financial physical, we will discuss your cash reserves, debt if you have any, insurance, all types, and how to best allocate your assets. And we'll even benchmark where you are now financially compared to where you want to be. So you have an even better perspective of what's required to achieve your goals for the reasons that are important to you. This becomes the foundation for developing a plan that gives you the highest probability of making that happen. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who've saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware, I am a certified financial planner professional, and I believe the only one locally here on the radio in Tucson, and the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself can cost as much as $300 an hour. So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way. And your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. We try our best to help everyone, however, our slots fill up quickly. So I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting to the next five people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. 
520-333-7601. You can call that number or you can send a text to that number if that's more convenient for you. 520-333-7601. That'll put you in touch with Silverman and Associates in Tucson, wherever you are in southern Arizona. It would be a nice, convenient trip to come in and talk with Mark Silverman in his office. But in order to make that happen and to get the financial physical, call this number 520-333-7601. Again, you can call or you can text. You're listening to Saving with Silverman. I'm Ron Stutz along with Mark Silverman. And there's more on the way. Picture this. Your financial statements have come in the mail. What's going through your head as you open them up? Maybe all that financial jargon is flustering. Maybe the numbers are confusing, or maybe those red arrows are leaving you in a funk. Don't base your future on a monthly letter. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. Learn what true financial planning really looks like. Welcome back to Saving with Silverman with Mark Silverman. Mark's on the radio every week from Silverman and Associates, and awfully glad that you decided to tune in today and uh, give us a listen. 520-333-7601. Call or text 520-333-7601. You know, Mark Silverman's been doing this for a very long time, helping folks, individuals, couples, and entire families, and even different generations all over southern Arizona, and can certainly help you as well. Our next Next segment of conversation here we call financial jargon. Some advisors out there intentionally use financial jargon to confuse folks, but most just don't realize that the terms they use so often aren't widely understood by most normal people. Explain the meaning of some of these terms, Mark, if you would. Number one on my list here is asset allocation. What exactly does that mean? Sure. In its simplest term, asset allocation means the percentage you should have between stocks and bonds. We can include cash in there as well. So if you're like a balanced investor, you might be 60% stocks, 40% bonds, for example. And what happens is the more aggressive, the more stocks that you have, the more conservative, the more bonds. Everybody's asset allocation should be different because everybody's age is different. Their means are different when they're retiring, how much growth they need, keeping you the right amount of risk. And it's based on two different things. One is your comfort level. So making sure that your comfort level is always appropriate with your asset allocation. And two, that the risk that you're taking is going to keep you on track to achieve all your goals and objectives that you set out to achieve. Okay. That's asset allocation. How about something that we use in in conversation all the time when it comes to financial matters, risk tolerance. What exactly does that mean? You know, risk is different things to different people. I'll have some people come in, two different people that say I'm conservative. One might mean that they can't handle any amount of risk. Another might mean they maybe they can handle 10% loss in their portfolio at a given time. So what we try to do is really standardize it. I've been using a technology that's an online tool that's probably one of the best things that I've found in, in, and I've been using it for a long time, but it really pinpoints the level of risk that somebody's willing to take on a scale of one to 99, one being conservative, 99 being aggressive. So we can really understand what the client's comfort level is and tolerance as far as risk is concerned. So it standardizes it because again, A lot of people say they're conservative, but it means different things to different people. So we really want to understand fully what that means to each individual investor. Another term you hear a lot is RMDs. Can you explain that? Sure. And what that stands for is required minimum distribution. So if you have a 401k, an IRA, traditional IRA, a 403b, a TSP, thrift savings plan, et cetera, 457 plan, you're required to take what's known as required minimum distribution. And that's at age 70 and a half. 
What that means is at age 70 and a half, even if you don't want to take money out of those accounts, you are required to, and it's based on the value of the account and your age. And as you get older, each year that percentage increases. And the reason for that is because the government now needs to tax that money. That money has been growing tax deferred. You wrote it off when you contributed it. And so what the government's trying to do is recapture that for tax purposes. You Uh take more, but you can't take less. You're listening to Saving with Silverman with Mark Silverman, and uh, Mark is explaining some financial jargon that, you know, if you meet with advisors out there or folks who say they're advisors, you're going to hear these words a lot because sometimes they're confusing and sometimes there are other folks out there who want to confuse you. How about basis points? What exactly is that? Sure. A lot of advisors throw that around. Basis points, which some people call BIPs. Basically what that is, the easiest way to explain it is 100 basis points equals 1%. So if somebody say 50 basis points or 50 BIPs, it's one half of 1%. That's 100 basis points equals 1%. So if you break it down that way. So if somebody's paying 1.5%, they're paying 150 basis points or BIPs. That's all it is. It's not any more difficult than that. Okay. Not as complicated as it sounds. <laughs> That's for no. sure. Uh, okay. One more here. CFPs. What exactly is a CFP? Sure. And I'm a CFP. A CFP is a certified financial planner professional. The only way to find out if somebody's a CFP or not is to go online and you can look and see if they are a CFP. A lot of people call themselves financial planners. It's used very, very loosely these days, but there's only one CFP designation. And what that means is they've done the training. There's a 10-hour test you must take. You have to have a certain number of years in the business. You have to pass ethicals. They do a, a background check. You have to be a fiduciary. There's lots of different things. If somebody's in this industry, I would ask him or her, if they're not a CFP, why not? There is not a good reason. Either they're working towards it or they're you know close to retirement and they don't want to deal with it. If you're working with an advisor, I would demand that you work with somebody that's a CFP. And you can go to the CFP website and see which advisors are in our area that are CFPs. That's our advisor. But like I said, I'm a CFP, and I think every advisor that's taking this business seriously should be one as well. Mark, I know a lot of people out there may have questions about uh, financial jargon, financial terms that you hear all the time, or other kinds of questions in regards to finances and getting ready for retirement. And I'm going to give out the phone number in a moment so folks can call or text and arrange a time to come in and talk with you. What can they expect? So just like you get a second opinion on your health, why wouldn't you get a second opinion on your wealth? So whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or already working with someone, this is now your chance to go through this process we call the financial physical. Do you know what your investments are costing you? If you're still working, are you on track to have the type of retirement you've always envisioned? Or if you're already retired, do you know if you or your spouse are at risk of running out of money while trying to maintain your current lifestyle? I can assure you, I will not be trying to sell you investment or insurance products. I repeat, this is not a sales meeting. In this initial meeting, we'll address issues of importance to you, provide an overall view of your situation, and give you some general advice on what needs to be completed. This consultation is designed for both individuals as well as couples. However, if you are married, it is mandatory that both spouses attend this initial meeting. So whether you're still working or already retired, this is a great opportunity to see what it looks like to work with someone who is actually required to have a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your best interest at all times. This meeting will be valuable to you whether or not we decide to work together. There is no cost or obligation for this initial appointment. However, it is best suited for people who have saved at least $250,000. And as you probably are aware, I am a certified financial planner professional, and I believe the only one locally here on the radio in Tucson, and the going hourly rate to meet with a CFP such as myself 
can cost as much as $300 an hour. So this is a tremendous value and chance to finally get your financial house in order and keep it that way. And your only commitment is an hour or so of your time. Just as you want to reach a healthy life from a physical standpoint, you also want to reach and maintain great financial health. So our financial physical is just what the doctor ordered. We try our best to help everyone. However, our slots do fill up quickly. So I can only guarantee a complimentary meeting to the next five people that contact us right now. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. 520-333-7601. You can call that number or you can send a text to that number if that's more convenient for you. 520-333-7601. That'll put you in touch with Silverman and Associates in Tucson, wherever you are in Southern Arizona. It would be a nice, convenient trip to come in and talk with Mark Silverman in his office. But in order to make that happen and to get the financial physical, call this number 520-333-7601. Again, you can call or you can text. You're listening to Saving with Silverman. I'm Rod Stutz along with Mark Silverman. There's more on the way. Do you ever feel like you need Superman to help you with your financial crisis? I've got you. You, You've got me. Well, we're not superheroes, but we can save the day when it comes to your finances. Keep listening to Saving with Silverman. Here we go again with more on Saving with Silverman. This is Ron Sutz along with Mark Silverman, 520-333-7601. That is 520-333-7601. You can call or text, and you can get in touch with Silverman and Associates. Again, that number is 520-333-7601. We've come to my favorite part of the show, Mark, and that is the mailbag, and we have great questions that come in from our listeners. Today, we have a question from Michael, who lives in Vail, and Michael says, I have several old 401ks from companies that I used to work for, and I'm getting tired of keeping up with all these statements. Can I just combine them all in one account? Or maybe the question is, should I combine them? What do you think? Well, great question, Michael. Yes, you probably can combine them all into a traditional IRA. What you want to do is, unfortunately, you reach out to each of those 401ks. You're going to set up an IRA. We can help you uh, do that. You want to make sure you're working with someone that knows what they're doing. If you want to do it online, you could do it with like a Vanguard or TD Ameritrade, one of those places. Set up a traditional IRA, and then you're going to roll those over so they're not taxable. And then you'll have one account and they should all be able to be rolled over. It depends on if there's after-tax money in there. If there is, that money typically can go into a Roth IRA if you have a Roth IRA, et cetera. But they'll let you know that when you contact each institution. But if you need help with it to make sure it's done right, uh, I certainly would recommend working with someone that knows what they're doing. We'd be happy to discuss it with you and kind of show you what we could do. But great question. And we do encourage you to combine them all. It's going to simplify things when you do have to start taking distributions from those accounts. Our next question comes from Frida in Green Valley, and Frida says, I've heard some people advertising that they can teach you ways to avoid paying taxes in retirement. Now, this sounds like a scam to me, so I haven't even looked into it, but what's that all about, Mark? I don't know if there's ways to avoid paying taxes. There's certainly ways to minimize taxes. We do tax planning. I'm not a CPA. You know, I work with CPAs, but I'm not a CPA, but we do tax planning, which we have strategies to help minimize the taxes that you're required to pay. It's certainly not illegal, but avoiding taxes typically is illegal. I'm not exactly sure what the strategies that you're talking about, but I would look into it further. But there are ways to minimize taxes by, you know, making smarter decisions as far as should you take money from this account or that account, you know, doing 
doing Roth IRA conversions. There's lots of different strategies that are out there that might be able to save you money in the long run, which, like I said, will help minimize taxes. But avoiding taxes altogether typically sounds like a scam to me as well. Yeah, and there are lots of scams out there. We know about that. Our last question of the day, Mark, is from uh, Tucson. Margaret lives in Tucson, and Margaret says, I listen to your show every week, Mark, and really enjoy it, but I have a question for you. I'm worried about my kids. They're in their 20s. So they're not really kids, they're young adults. And I'm just not sure they're going to have the same economic opportunities that I had. My parents didn't leave me an inheritance, so I've never really planned to leave one for them either. But should I be rethinking that to make sure that my kids have some help later on in life? Well, Margaret, thanks for being a valued listener. I appreciate you uh, being a regular listener to our show. Thanks for the kind words. It's up to you. What I would say is make sure that you're going to be comfortable in your retirement before you worry about passing money on to kids, if that's what your goal is. Make sure that you're going to be solid, that you're not giving them money away now that's going to you know prevent you from doing all the things that you want to do in retirement. If there's something left over, I think they would probably appreciate that. But I would suggest making sure that you've done all the planning appropriately to make sure that you're able to do all the things that you want to do in your retirement. And hopefully your kids feel the same way. But if there's something, like I said, left over, that could be passed on to them. And I have clients that have done it the other way where they're not doing all the things that they want to do because they want to make sure that the kids have this or that. And that's their prerogative. I'm of the belief of, you know, making sure you earn the money. It's your money. Do everything that you want to do. And if there is something left over, great. If there isn't, I'm sure they'll be fine. But great question. If there's something we can help as far as looking at the plan, making sure all the numbers work before you do start gifting money to the kids, et cetera, uh, happy to have that conversation with you. Mark, a lot of folks out there have questions just like our listeners today, Michael, Frida, and Margaret had, and would like to come in and sit down face-to-face and have a conversation with you. What can they expect to happen when they get there? Sure. You know, we've had some great questions and I want to encourage everybody, if you go to our website, which is savingwithsilverman.com, click on the media tab and there's a place to submit your question and there's a good chance you'll hear it here on the air. So I want to thank everybody who, all the three listeners that did that today. But here's a simple question for you. And can you answer it honestly and objectively as possible? Aside from the happy hellos and how's the family and aside from the occasional lunch or golf game, I get it. I am as much friends with so many of my clients. They become true friends over the many years. But I think the question has to be asked, especially in light of the stakes. Is your current financial advisor truly adding value beyond a doubt? And I'll repeat, is your current financial advisor truly adding value? It's a valid question as a friendship or just relationship allows you not to be in a position to ask those critical questions. Are you talking about taxes? Are you talking about Social Security and income and risk and diversification and insurance and estate planning and healthcare? Are you having those annual reviews? But hopefully it's more frequently than that. Is there detailed follow-up? Is there accountability? If you are, if all of that is happening, congratulations because you've got a great relationship and send your financial advisor a thank you. But if you're not, if you're not having that, if you're not feeling the value, if you're not having these in-depth conversations, then you owe it to yourself and really to your family to have a conversation with someone else because if you don't, you're the one that's going to suffer. You're the one that's going to pay the cost, and it'll cost you in more ways you'll ever know. Let us prove to you how we can help your money go further in retirement. Let us show you with our financial physical. I believe you'll be surprised at what you'll learn, and this won't cost you anything. Give us a call or send us a text to 520-333-7601, 520-333-7601. That's 520-333-7601, or check us out online at savingwithsilverman.com. 
That's savingwithsilverman.com. Please don't procrastinate because making smarter choices about your money impacts the quality of your life. You can arrange a conversation with Mark. All you got to do is call that number or text 520-333-7601. That is 520-333-7601. Then you can come in with all your questions. He will have some questions for you as well. There's no pressure, no salesmanship. He's not going to try to push any products off on you. This is just a conversation, and you will learn a lot just by being there and having a talk. His planning process is called the Financial Physical Just like you go to the doctor and get a physical, you want to know what kind of shape you're in and what you need to do to correct problems if you have problems. The financial physical can be yours from Mark Silverman, 520-333-7601. Mark, of course, your certified financial planner professional, the founder and the managing member at Silverman and Associates in Tucson, wherever you are in Southern Arizona, why not come in and get acquainted? I'm Ron Stutz, along with Mark Silverman. And Mark, it's been a pleasure being with you today. Ron, always happy to be here. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen. Join us again next week for this next edition of Saving with Silverman. Silverman and Associates Wealth Management, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities product, service, or investment strategy. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified advisor, tax professional, or attorney before implementing any strategy or recommendation discussed herein.